0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the weekend. Weekend Wages. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have you some, some great cash, homie.
1: I'm going to go with you. All right, I love back. the Whopper. Anything that's on a grill. Oh, but
2: but he talked about the impossible Whopper. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Wagers and uh, Produce Extraordinaire, Sean Engel asked... Uh, what the over under uh, on the popularity of this new uh impossible whopper uh, and sean come come join us the uh impossible whopper is a meatless whopper right oh that is correct okay i take my i you take my statement. yeah I, uh, I had a feeling you didn't <laughs> you didn't realize it was a meatless whopper <laughs> oh boy yeah, never so, mind yeah okay, i'm <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Whopper uh, as well. You know, I, I try to limit my intake of, uh, you know, junk food and whatnot. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll yeah, go get a, uh, a McDonald's Big Mac. That's burgers. Uh, That's not junk food. A, 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 yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, uh, w- once you make it out of vegetables, I guess it is junk food, no? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I, I love the promo where Cam is uh, placing bets out of out of the Burger King, you know. And so, you, you know, <laughs> in New York State, they haven't legalized gambling yet. So basically, you know, uh, we could just basically need to just uh, take a ride over the bridge and make sure you get into New Jersey, where gambling is legal, uh, and uh, you could uh, place a, a bet uh, using your uh, your cell phone. So I mean, times have or changed. Or you could just you know, just I call
1: mean, me, and I can place it for you.
2: There you go, there you go. That's another option. I mean, you know, I remember you remember those uh, those those football we used to call them football sheets. They were about like oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, that they were a lot of fun. Uh, Monday and Tuesdays you would get them, and then you know you place your little bets on them. So, uh,
1: get well, them I'll tell you what. Way. My bets weren't so little back in high school, and I'll tell you why. It had nothing to do with me. <laughs> had everything to okay. do with one of my classmates. This guy picked every week he was 10 out of 10 12 out of 12 almost every single week he went on to become a vegas handicapper and did it for Mm -hmm. years made millions being a vegas handicapper and then in the 2012 elections he actually ran as a vice president candidate on the ultra conservative ticket his name is wayne allen root and i went to high school with him and in, in high school, he was he just picked all the winners all the time, and we all rode his coattails. Wow.
2: <laughs> amazing. And you know, at that time, obviously now you know we have so much information available to us, uh, you know, at our fingertips, right, with the uh, the internet and, and whatnot. And you know, to, to be able to do that back when we were kids, <laughs> that yeah, well, really, it,
1: it was it was amazing. There's no doubt about it. The, the guy was excellent. You know what? There's there's knowing football, and then there's knowing the gambling side of it, two totally different things. And he had that side nailed. Mm -hmm. I I would think that you probably have to
2: have a good sense of to try to get into the heads of of Vegas, you know, the people that make the lines, right? That, that, you know, not only knowing the X's and O's of the games and the rosters and whatnot, but just, you know, maybe trying to get inside the head of
1: of why a a line is what it is. And, you know, you think that that's a, a little bit of a part of it as well? Oh, I think it absolutely has to be a part of it, and that's where my big problem lies is that I have a tendency when it gets to things like that, I overthink it. I tend to to go too far and, you know, okay, what if this or what if that, what if this, what if that, and I end up getting too cute for my own good.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you are too cute. So I mean, but not for you, really. you're just a you're just a handsome man. So uh, so uh, uh, breaking down some of the uh, NFC North over on the win totals, it's a tough division, really, when you think about it. I mean, uh, other than other than the Lions, I think that any team that gets hot, I mean, could could potentially win this division. Do you think? Do you think I'm giving the Packers? I mean, we're going to get to the Packers in a little bit. Do you think I'm giving the Packers a little bit too much? Uh, uh, for a little a little too much credit here? Or you think it's a... No, two, not two, at two all. Two absolutely. The Vikings this, and the,
1: no, you know. no, absolutely. Packers could be in this mix. It really does depend mm-hmm. on, you know... Which Aaron Rodgers we get, whether or not he's fully healthy. Look, he was on a bad wheel almost all year. Still put up great numbers. Mm -hmm. If he's fully healthy, he could put up better. There's a lot of talk about his wide receiver grouping, how Marcus Valdez-Scantling has taken that next step and really looks like he's ready to go. Jeronimo Allison was playing very well before the injury last year. I think he does well in the slot this year. So he has the weapons. Uh, he has the mm-hmm. weapons. There's no doubt about it. It's just whether or not this team can come together as a team. And that's going to be the big right. question mark. Is it going to be Aaron Rodgers against 52 others, or is it going to be one consensus team? And that's the issue I have. Right.
2: All right. Well, we don't want to jump ahead of ourselves too much. Let's, let's uh, stick with the Vikings. Like I mentioned, well, you Vikings brought them last up. season. Eight se- I know, I know. Uh, but Vikings eight seven and one last season. Over on the win total is nine. And uh, why don't we just uh, take a look at their schedule? So uh, they have a couple of uh, tough games to open up the season with. Uh, but they take on the uh, Atlanta Falcons at home.
1: Yeah, I, I like Atlanta this year. They you know they have a favorable matchup the schedule in the fact that they're they're playing a lot of games in domes. Uh, On fast fields, Mm -hmm. which actually plays to their strengths. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we know that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Minnesota week one at home. You know what? I I think I have to go with that. I think Minnesota takes that week one game at home. I think that defense is going to be good enough to stand up.
2: All right. Uh, and then they uh, travel to Green Bay. Thankfully for them, it's in week two and not in December. <laughs> but uh, uh, what do you think about them taking on uh, the old rival, the
1: the Packers? Yeah, these, man, these games are so hard to predict. Uh, it goes so, so much back and forth. It isn't funny. Pfft. Uh, <laughs> It's almost like you want you know, to take a, the home team, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you, you, but you know, by law of averages, you can't always take the home team. Right. It's just, you know, Correct. as much yeah. as we want to say that, unfortunately, it, it works the other way too often. And there's always so, going to be games where a, a team looks like it should be a solid win, and they lose. And Minnesota happens mm-hmm. to be one of those teams, but last year... You know, going to play Buffalo, and, and after Buffalo does nothing in the previous weeks, Buffalo comes out and spanks Minnesota. So, you know, just things like that, that well. pop Yes, yeah. uh, Everybody does, mm-hmm. especially if you're a Minnesota fan. You're like, what the heck happened here? Uh, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it happens too often. The saying, any given Sunday, is reality in the NFL. Uh, but in this case, I think I'm going to go with Minnesota.
2: Okay, so you have them winning two very tough games.
1: Uh, then they play Oakland at home. This is the one I'm a little concerned with because this has that feel of a trap game. If they've just come off two big wins against... Right, Mm -hmm. they've come off two big wins against two tough teams. They go play Oakland, which should be an easy win, but but right after that, they got Chicago. Uh, Do they Mm -hmm. get caught looking ahead? You know what? I'm going to say they do because it's something they've done in the past. So I'm going to say All Oakland right. takes that game.
2: Okay, so they're two and one, and then they travel like we mentioned—two uh, road games, two straight road games—one against the Bears and one against the Giants.
1: Um, yeah, I—I I, I think they lose to the Bears. I think they beat the Giants.
2: Okay, so we have them at three and two. Uh, then they're home to the Eagles.
1: I'm gonna say they win they beat the Eagles at home.
2: Okay. So now they're four and two at Detroit.
1: And they're gonna beat Detroit.
2: Okay, fifth win of the season. Uh home against the Redskins.
1: They're gonna beat Washington.
2: All right, and then they play on the road in Kansas City.
1: They're gonna lose that one. Yeah. So we're at six, six and, three, and three, right? Yep, okay.
2: Correct, yep. Uh, then they're uh, on the road again to the uh, Dallas Cowboys.
1: I think they lose that one as well. I think the Cowboys mm-hmm. will be stepping up at that point, and I think the Cowboys take that game at home.
2: Okay. Uh, then they're home to Denver. You give them a win there?
1: I do give them a win at home against Denver.
2: Okay. So they enter the bye week 7-4, and four, and they open uh, the after the bye a tough matchup. In uh, Seattle.
1: Oh, that is a tough matchup. In Seattle, too. You know what? I I (laughs) got to give them a loss there. I like Seattle at home. I always have. They're a tough uh, team to beat in Seattle.
2: Right. Uh, How do you feel about the teams coming off a bye? Do you think it helps them or hurts them or kind of it depends?
1: (laughs) Well, really, it does depend. It, It does depend on the coach. Different coaches... You know, mm-hmm. treat it differently, and some coaches are known to come back off a bye and hardly never lose, uh, where you have other mm-hmm. coaches that come off the bye and almost always lose. Um, the Gi- Giants over the last few years have been notorious at losing coming off a bye. Meanwhile, when Bill Parcells was there, you know, coming off a bye, he almost had a win guaranteed the next week because he had his team so focused and ready in that game, for that game,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: his team almost right. always took it home.
2: There you go. All right. Good stuff. Uh, so uh, after they, you have them losing to Seattle, they're home to Detroit.
1: Uh, yeah, they're going to win Detroit. Yeah.
2: Okay. I think Detroit's going to have a rough at, year. <laughs> yeah, kind of with you. Uh, at the Chargers, you're high on the Chargers uh, this year.
1: I am buying the Chargers because of that. I think the Chargers win.
2: Okay. So we have them at 8-6, and six, and they finish off two home games with two tough home games. Home to Green Bay and home to the Bears.
1: Wow, wow. Heck of a way to finish the season. Um, mm-hmm. I say they beat Green Bay and lose to the Bears. Hmm. So that gives them the old 9-7. have and them seven. at 9-7.
2: and seven. Yeah,
1: right on the mark. Over under is 9 and, and, again, you know, Vegas has Minnesota winning more than nine games. They're minus 120 to win nine, mm-hmm. over nine, and they're plus 100 to win under nine. So Vegas thinks they're right. going to win ten, at least ten games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All
2: right. Uh, tough way to end the season, though.
1: It is a tough games. way. You know, but, <laughs> and look, on the other side of the coin, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best to get there. Sure. It's something I've sure. always felt, yeah. always always will feel. You know, it, if you want to get better at something, you don't get better by playing weaker opponents. You get better by playing better opponents.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it's almost like what uh, Ric Flair used to say. To be the man, you gotta beat the man, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know who Ric Flair is right. I, okay.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I don't follow wrestling, but I know yeah. who Ric Flair is. Um <laughs> <laughs> <here you go. laughs> I'm more a wow guy. I like the wow more than I like the guys. <laughs>
2: there you go. I, I want to see there the women go. out
1: there wrestling. Yeah, catfight. Yeah, I'm happy.
2: I tell you, uh, women's wrestling has really made a, a big, big uh, change since when I was a kid. When I was a kid, used to have uh, the women's champion was like uh, I think her name was the fabulous Mula. And she was like 65 years old. And now you take a look at the <laughs> ladies who are wrestling today. Uh, not only is the uh, the quality of their uh, their wrestling technique, I, I feel it's, it's at least as good as the men's. But, uh, you know, they're absolutely lovely. So uh, we talked about the over-under uh, passing yards for Kirk Cousins. And uh, it was at uh, 40, uh, 50, 4,050 and a half is the over-under uh, the uh, over is minus 120, and so is the under. So, uh, like you said, last season, I mean, his kind of numbers, uh, Cousins' numbers are uh, a little deceptive. I mean, he got a career-high completion rate. I mean, obviously he has the two great receivers to throw the ball to, and uh, Adam Thielen. And uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, if he has a healthy Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook could, he could catch a ball out of the backfield as well. Uh, you wonder if, if, but if Dalvin Cook is healthy, do they run the ball a little bit more? And that might, uh, you know, give a cousin a little trouble to meet that, uh, that, uh, that number. But when you look at his last three seasons, 4,917 passing yards, uh, 4,093 and uh, 4,298 uh, last season. And that was considered kind of like almost like a down year. So uh, I kind of like in the over.
1: Yeah, I think there's a good shot he gets that over. I agree with you. I think it absolutely happens there. Um, that Yeah, again, I think he's being undervalued at this point. I think he, if he steps up even a little bit, I think he knocks that number out of the park.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So there you go. Uh, so we have uh, the uh, Vikings. We went over the Bears, and now we move forward. Uh, finish this up on the other side. But uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the Green Bay Packers. We even talked about the Packers in the the previous show, uh, weekend fantasy update, uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers having a little issue with his uh, his new coach, uh, Matt Lafleur, <laughs> where uh, he's complaining about uh, not having the uh, the option as as much as he'd like to change plays at the the line of scrimmage and also you were talking about the uh, the play action pass as well uh doesn't like running it because like you mentioned uh doesn't like to have his back to the defense
1: yeah it's going to be interesting to to see how this plays out but lafore is going to have to learn he's he's going to have to bow under to 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 him there's no you know let's face it mm-hmm. what are they going to do without rodgers absolutely nothing they need Rodgers more than they need LeFleur, unfortunately. I hate players like that, but unfortunately he's got it like that. And, you know, they're going to end up having to do it Rodgers' way or this team is just going to fall off the table again like they did last year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year they were 6-9-1. and one, uh, And they're... Uh over under this season is not. It seems like everyone's uh, over under in this uh, division is nine, except for the Lions. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah. It's yeah, like the, the yeah Lions number. were only at six and a half. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's yeah. a tough division. Like you were saying before, three out of 14 really strong teams here, and yeah, any, any mm-hmm. one of them can win it. And look, let's face it, you know, we downplayed the. Detroit, but we've seen it before teams that didn't look like they could do anything going into a season you know just all of a sudden coming together and playing better football so you can't even say that they can't do it i'm not saying they will and i wouldn't bet on them to do it but you know you just can't Mm -hmm. say never
2: how much of a home field advantage playing those uh late season games in the frigid tundra
1: Well, it depends on who they're playing. I mean, you know, it definitely makes a difference against the teams from the south, but any other team from the north, especially northeast, has no issues with it.
2: We'll break down the Packers season when we come back. Weekend Wagers, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Wagers. Joe Galina. The Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, filling in for Cam Stewart and George Kurtz. The Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, bringing us back with a little uh, elevator music, a little, uh, a little Pink Floyd elevator music of Brick in the Wall. <laughs> so uh, good stuff there. Uh, we've been uh, breaking down uh, the uh, NFC North when it comes to uh, win totals, quarterback prop bets, and uh, we're talking about the the Packers, uh, Green Bay Packers. Why don't we take a quick look uh, before we get into their uh, overall win total and schedule? Just overall with their uh, at, the, at their roster, uh, Jim. So, uh, you know, earlier in the other show, I had mentioned. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, for me, is basically, uh, you know, the best wide receiver in football. Uh, Devontae Adams, not far behind. And some may well, say maybe may be the best no, I'm fantasy. I'm sorry, I think we're
1: done. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry.
2: sorry. No, I was just going to say, that's all right. And all I was going to say was, and some may say that Devontae Adams may be, you know, even better than DeAndre Hopkins when it comes to fantasy.
1: Well, he was definitely the most consistent fantasy wide receiver last year. I, Adams, I'm talking about. You know, week in, week out, yeah. you can count on them to put up a, a monster number each and every week. You know, I, I think Hopkins is a better NFL uh, wide receiver and a great fantasy wide receiver, too. I'm not taking anything away from it. In, in almost 99% of the time, you're going to see Hopkins and Adams going one, two in one way or another in most drafts. Um, every once in a while, you'll sneak a Julio Jones in there or, or an Odell Beckham. But those are the outliers, not the norm. Usually it's Hopkins and Adams who are the ones who do that come off the board.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you think that looking at this roster up and down, that uh, there's enough talent on here for the Packers to have a winning uh, season? And uh, we, we know what Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback, is capable of, uh, but we just mentioned Devontae Adams, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, second-year wide receiver. Uh, Geronimo Allison went down, like you mentioned earlier, uh, with the injury uh, last season, but uh, is expected to play out of the slot. Uh, kind of a sleeper, Jake Kumarow, that uh, Aaron Rodgers has had good things to say about. And I think He's well, he a got hurt last every pre-season. Year. Was making some
1: waves.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say last year, I think he, he ended up getting hurt, but uh, he was making some waves in the preseason as well. Uh, Their running game. Well, before I get to their running game, Jimmy Graham, you know, kind of like not the player that he was just a few years back. You know, um, obviously not the same player that he was with the Saints, and you know, didn't do that well with the with the 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 Seahawks. And as far as their running game goes, uh, Aaron Jones and uh, Jamal Williams, and you had uh, brought up uh, Dexter Williams as well earlier. But do you think that they have enough? Uh, talent on this roster where they could rebound from a six and six, nine and one uh, season.
1: Oh, absolutely. If this team gets together on the same page, absolutely. They got more than enough talent. You're, you're talking about Devonte Adams, one of the most talented wide receivers. You got two young guys that I really like uh, both in Marquez Valdez, Scantling and Geronimo Allison. I think both of these guys are in, in line to, to take it to the next level at this point. Um, you know, Jake Kummerow definitely gives him nice depth. Uh, you also got St. Brown back there. I'm not really sure about Jamon Moore. I, I I have a feeling that he could be on the roster bubble this year, having a bad camp again, dropping a lot of balls. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see them drop him uh, this before the season starts. So yeah, there's definitely players there. They got Jim, Jimmy Graham, but they also drafted Jay Sternberger, uh, a good mm-hmm. young tight end that I think is going to grow into being a, a Better than average tight end as we go forward. Maybe even Mm -hmm. great, uh, depending on how the flow goes. But So, you know, they absolutely have the talent on the offensive side of the ball. It's whether or not the defensive side of the ball is going to come to play or whether or not this offense can gel and come together under this new head coach. It could easily just turn the corner and flame out as well.
2: Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, why don't we take a quick look? At uh, the uh, schedule f- for these Green Bay Packers, uh, and their over-under, like we mentioned, is nine. So uh, they open up in Chicago, and uh, <laughs> they then they follow that up with uh, a game at home against Minnesota. So they're two tough games.
1: Uh, there is two tough games, and, and, you know, I probably told you which way I liked them on the other side with both of those teams, and now I'm trying to remember which way I said it uh, because I think it is a one in one type of situation. So help me out here. Right, which way right. did I say it before? I knew I should have been writing this down. Um. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah.
2: But I think that you're right. I think that this is a good uh, spot for them to, to split their first two games. Uh, these division games are so tough because
1: these these teams they just know each other so well. Right, they know the tendencies, they know what they want to do, and you know not much is going to change from that. So yeah, I I get it. It's really tough. These are these are games that easily you know can turn on one play uh, at any time. So it's you know it's by tough, the way especially I think you, had now. you had
2: the Bears. Beating the, the, the Packers, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I, I believe I did have it that way. Mm-hmm. So I have them, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. them losing to the Bears, yeah. but I think they, they win against mm-hmm. Minnesota.
2: Right, right, right. All right. And then uh, they get a, a, a gimme game week three home uh, with the Broncos.
1: At least we uh, think it's a gimme game. Again, it could, be a it trap could game. very well be that <laughs> trap they game. Philadelphia, you know? behind that. People yeah. make fun of mm-hmm. you know, when you say it's a trap game, but it's a reality. It's absolutely a reality. Mm -hmm. Who do they have after that game? Who's their next game up?
2: After Denver, they play a home game against the Eagles.
1: Yeah, see, so that's another tough game that they're going to have to prepare with. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what? As much as I do believe in trap games, I don't think this is going to be one. I think they're going to beat them. Mm -hmm. And then I think they're going to lose to the Eagles. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: All right, so we have them at two and two. They uh, they lose at home to the Eagles. Then they travel to Dallas uh, for week five.
1: Uh, Travel to Dallas. it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say no. They lose that one. All right, so we have them at two and three, home uh, to Detroit. They're going to win that one. Man, okay. based on and what we're talking Oakland? about already, Detroit, Detroit is going to be zero and six against their division. I don't know that, if yeah. that happens all that often. Uh, we'll see if that works mm. out.
2: Yeah. All right. Then after they beat uh, they beat up on Detroit, then they have a home game against Oakland.
1: I think they beat Oakland as well, especially at home.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. So we have them at four and three. Uh, then they uh, travel to the Chiefs. And then right after the Chiefs, they're on the road to the Chargers. Two tough games. And I think they're Mm, going to take losses in both of them. Wow. So you have them at four and five. Uh, Then they come home and play the Panthers right before they play. I think they
1: win that game.
2: Okay. So we have them at five and five. Uh, They have a bye. And then uh, they play two road games. Right after their bye, one against the 49ers and one against the Giants.
1: I think they win both of those games.
2: All right. So we have them at 7-5. and five. They play uh, the uh, Redskins?
1: Yeah, they're going to beat the Redskins.
2: Okay. Uh home to Chicago
1: I think I' uh, pretty sure I said I think they win that game
2: mm-hmm all right uh and then last two games against uh, Minnesota and Detroit. I'm
1: trying to remember so we have them th- at nine and five now. I think they lose to Minnesota and beat Detroit
2: all right, so we have them at ten and six.
1: So at that point we have him tied with Chicago.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, the over under nine, we have him at ten and six. All right. Uh over under passing yardage for Aaron Rodgers is uh minus one hundred forty for 4,275.5, and a half and plus one hundred on uh, the forty two seventy five and a half. I kind of think that this,
1: I mean, is it too easy? It's an easy over for, for Rogers? It's not an easy over. I, I mean, let's face it. I, I mean, he's been over in three out of his last four, you know, full seasons. No, actually that's not mm-hmm. even true in, in two out of his last four seasons, because in 2015, I'm trying to remember, ah, damn, I, I, I a uh, slightly down year in 2015. I, I don't even think he hit 4,000 yards. Sorry, folks, I don't have the number in front of me, but I think it was, you know, even less than 3,900 yards in 2015. So, you know, 2017, of course, he had the injury and, and didn't play as much. Only had, uh, I think, uh, just under 1,700 yards. Yeah. But in the other in 2015 two seasons, he had over 4,400.
2: Right. Yeah. 2015, he had 3,821 passing yards. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, I knew it was in that range. Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you're right in the range, right? 2016, he had 4,428 passing yards, and uh, you can't count 2017 because you know, he only played uh, seven games. But last season, 4,442 passing yards.
1: Yeah, so I, I think he's definitely over that. I think he hits that that mark again, uh, unless, of course, mm-hmm. he gets injured. And that, that's really where the bet comes in. Do you think he stays healthy? Mm-hmm.
2: Right, right. Good point. All right. So uh, the next team we're going to talk about in the NFC North, we've been beating up on them uh, all over. But, uh, <laughs> last season, uh, last season they were six and ten, and I tell you, when you look at their schedule, they, it, it's it's a tough one. I mean, uh, I took a quick look at this. I had them basically. They they could start out zero and six very easily, but uh, just in general, uh, with the Lions, uh, second year. With Matt Patricia, a little bit of a tough start for him. Uh, made some enemies in the press.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, <guess> he did. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, but uh, looking at their, uh, looking at their roster, got a couple of guys uh, that uh, close to coming into their own. And uh, you know, Kenny Galladay, no Golden Tate, right? Golden Tate had been a mainstay. Traded him uh, away uh, last season. Still have Marvin Jones. Uh, Jermaine Curse, did off a major uh, injury. break a leg?
1: Yeah. yeah, didn't he get Curse, Curse yeah. not only broke the leg, but he also hurt the ankle. Mm-hmm. It was gruesome. It, I, yeah, 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 we're probably not going to see him this year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, they added Danny Amendola, a uh, guy with just, uh, you know, so much talent, uh, but uh, has had trouble in the past staying on the field.
1: Uh, well, that's because he plays the game like he's a freaking linebacker. And he's a little tiny guy, and he has no fear in him whatsoever. I love that aspect of his game in the fact that he's not afraid to take the punishment to the defender every single time. Unfortunately, that leads to all these injuries.
2: Right, right. Uh, And uh, at the tight end position, uh, Eric Ebron uh, moved on. Obviously, uh, last year uh, he played uh, for the Colts and kind of fulfilled his potential. Uh, in Indianapolis. Really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never really filled his potential when he was with the uh, the Lions. But uh, Jesse James makes his way over from Pittsburgh. And uh, they drafted TJ Hawkinson. And uh, Matthew Stafford coming off a, a, an off year. Uh, the running game. Uh, I'm expecting some big things. I don't know about you, but out of uh, Kerryon Johnson this year. And uh, they also have uh, CJ Anderson backing him up.
1: Absolutely. And I think... The, the problem I have with on Johnson, at least when it comes to fantasy, um, not actual reality, is I think he's going to end up losing the goal line work to C.J. Anderson. So that that's going to hurt him a little mm-hmm. bit in fantasy. But I do think they're going to get him much more involved in the passing game, which should help. So you're going to get a, a little mm-hmm. bit of a trade off there. I do like Kerryon Johnson a lot this year. If he can stay healthy, I think we're looking at a monster back because I think this team absolutely wants to run – as much as they can look you know last year just because of the way the defense played and all of that they were 10th in pass attempts but the only 18th in rushing attempts i think we see that trying to change i want i know they wanted to change it's really going to come down to whether or not this defense can allow them to do that cuz let's face it i don't care how much you want to run if you're playing from behind all the time you just can't you just don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm, you have right. to go to the air. And then, of course, you got to add in the fact that, you know, based on the information we yeah. have is that Matt Stafford was playing with a broken bone in his back all last year. So let's see what happens <laughs> right, this right. year and if he's fully recovered from that or not.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, do, do you like this team uh, better than last year? I mean, you know, we've been going over uh, other teams in this division, their uh, schedule kind of always give – The Lions' loss. (laughs) Do you think that this is going to be a better version of the Lions in 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 2019?
1: Well, it it, it does. A lot of it does fall on you know Stafford's shoulders, and can he rebound? But that's all going to be on whether or not they're successful in implementing a more run-heavy offense. On the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. I, I do like Galladay. Uh, he had some really big games for them last year, but he did struggle against some of the better cornerbacks. Marvin Jones is is back, but coming off a, a big injury, so we have to see where he is in that thing. After that, I mean, we, you mentioned Amendola, Curse already, you know, done for. It's going to be interesting to see how much depth they have. I do like Hockinson. I think he could be a a, a next big thing at tight end. Uh, he's got that all around good game, what ready for the NFL type of game. But Jesse James does give them a nice backup uh, in that secondary role at tight end. We saw him do pretty good with that in Pittsburgh. I think that trend continues. Do they have enough weapons to last the whole season? Only if their starters stay healthy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... Health <laughs> could be said for uh, you know, so many teams, but uh, you're yep. right. I, I don't think they have the depth to withstand so some some big time uh, injuries in this uh, on this team.
1: Really not. They, yeah. You know, I mean, if if they have to start relying on Tommy Lee Lewis or or Brandon Powell at wide receiver, things like that, they could be in trouble.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, you mentioned uh, T.J. Hawkinson. You think he can make an impact?
1: I think he'll absolutely make an impact. They, you know, they they put in, you know, big draft capital on him, picking him with the eighth overall pick. So, I absolutely do. do um, you know, most of the beat writers are saying he's, he's been a staple of that, you know, first offense on the field all the time. I think that trend continues. All right. All right, when we come
2: back, we'll take a look at the uh, Lions schedule. We already know that they're basically – We predict that they're going to lose all their games to the NFC North, but let's figure out how many team, how many games they could actually win next season. Weekend Wagers, Fantasy Sports Radio
0: Network.
1: Money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sportsbook. Go to FanDuel.com backslash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com backslash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to fanduel.com backslash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
2: Great stuff, great stuff, uh, Joe Galina, and uh, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Weekend Wages on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Our buddy, uh, the Fantasy Prince, Sean Angle, producing our show, Uh, bringing us back with a little Happy Days action theme song. Were you you a big Happy Days fan back in the day there, uh, Jim?
1: How could you not like the Fonz, man? Come on now. Mm -hmm. Yay! I like
2: the Fonz. Yeah, Yeah, he's... I happen to, to to meet Henry Winkler. Like, you know, I, I go to these uh, comic cons from time to time, and he was at a smaller one. And I tell you, you know, I, I've taken photographs of, and, and met briefly uh, a ton of people, and he's like one of the nicest guys ever. You know, he really, uh, you know, is is gracious to his fans. You know, knows how his uh, bread is buttered. You know, so.
1: Uh, what was he doing at the comic con?
2: Uh, he was uh, signing photos, and, and uh, you had an opportunity to take a picture of him. Let's take a picture with him. No,
1: no, I, I get uh, that part know. of it, but what from? Oh, what you know aspect? what? I think. Uh,
2: yeah, well, I think that he was uh, pushing. He, he's a, a an author. He writes children's books, so oh, I know. You, you know, it, you know. They they call it comic cons, but uh, there's all. You know, they kind of yeah, a little bit with, of everything. Yeah, what, right. Yeah, especially
1: yeah. the smaller so, ones. They're going to take whatever they can get, and if you can get Henry exactly, Winkler for yeah. whatever, you're going to take him.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, uh, he's still going strong. I don't know if you ever saw this show uh, Barry on H. Uh, is it
1: HBO? I think it's HBO. I think it was if HBO, were, but no, uh, I don't get HBO. Yeah, no.
2: Oh, Okay. Well, if you have an opportunity, if you ever get it, watch it on the man. Good stuff. Uh, he's a very good actor. So, uh, tip my cap to Henry Winkler. And I thank Sean Engel for, uh, uh, setting up this little happy days conversation. Uh, so, uh, we were talking about the lions and, uh, last season they finished six and 10 and, uh, we'll take a look at their, uh, schedule and, uh, see what, uh, uh their, uh, if, what their over under total is. Do you have their over under total there,
1: uh, Jim? Uh, hold on, uh- who are we talking about again? I'm sorry. I lost my It's track all right, the Lions. Oh, the Lions, yeah, over You're under 6.5. Yeah, over okay. under 6.5. Yeah.
2: All right, so uh, let's see. They
1: they open up Ooh, and I don't Arizona. want to put any pressure on us, but mm-hmm. Vegas has them at over 6.5 at minus 130, under 6.5 at plus 110. Vegas thinks they win more mm. than six games. So let's see where wow. we stand. All We've right, already given them six uh, losses.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, who knows? I mean, uh, like when I looked at their schedule, I, t- I took a quick look at it uh, late last night. It's it's, it's, a, it's a tough start. Even even this game against uh, Arizona at Arizona. Ooh,
1: that is tough. Uh, yeah. Going all the way down to Arizona in that heat, uh, yeah, I got to mm-hmm. take Arizona at that point. If you believe at all in Arizona, what they're trying to do, then I think Arizona takes that game.
2: All right, and then guess where they go next? They uh, go back home, but they have uh, your your uh, one of your favorites, the Los Angeles Chargers.
1: Ooh, Ouch! Another loss. Oh man, we're down. We're up to eight <laughs> losses already. They got to win like everything else. <laughs>
2: Uh, No, because uh, then from there, they take a plane and go to Philadelphia. Take on the Eagles.
1: I say the Eagles get caught in a trap game and they win. Detroit takes home a victory.
2: There we go. Uh, Because Detroit, from the Eagles, uh, they're basking in the glory of their victory over the Eagles. And they go home. Home and they take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay, that's nine losses.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, so wow. we have him at one. Yeah, we have him at one and three. Uh, getting pummeled by the Chiefs. They have a bye, <laughs> and then they Thank travel to. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So after the bye, uh, they uh, travel to their old nemesis, uh, the uh, Green Bay Packers.
1: Well, we've already said that's a loss.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we have them at one and four. Uh, And then from there, they go home, uh, sleep in a comfortable bed that they're familiar with. But on Sunday, (laughs) they play the Minnesota Vikings.
1: Oh man! Well, that's another loss. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
2: right here. So one and hey, Vegas, five. Vegas. How did you be-
1: get over six and a half? Vegas. Come on now. <laughs> exactly. On. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, like I said, I took a look at this, and I, you know, I said they could easily be uh, zero and six. But all right, so we have them at at, at we have them at one and five here, and they mm-hmm. get a little bit of a grace here because they play the Giants at home.
1: I'm going to give them the win.
2: Okay. Then they travel to Oakland and take on
1: the Raiders. I'm going to give them another win. Okay, they're they're rebounding now. They're trying to come back. They're pushing, making (laughs) that push.
2: And then all of a sudden, they're up against the ferocious Bears defense in Chicago.
1: And there goes the push.
2: (laughs) So we have them at three and six. Uh, They go back home, and the Cowboys are waiting for them.
1: I want to give them more wins. Come on, give me something I can work with here. I don't think they beat Dallas, so let's go with three and seven.
2: Three and seven. Uh, okay, this is a winnable game. Uh, they, uh, even though it's a road game, but they play uh, the Redskins.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give them the win here. I think that we need to give them a little something something here.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, they're home against the Bears.
1: Uh, we already said that that's a loss, so.
2: Mhm. So we have them at 4 and 8. And then they travel to Minnesota.
1: That's a, a loss. hostile
2: territory. <laughs> <laughs> so they're 4 and 9. Vegas, what are you talking about here? So yeah, four really? And 9. Uh yeah. Uh they're home against Tampa Bay. I think we could Let's out give them a win here. there. Right? Come on.
1: We got to fight for Detroit yeah, yeah. here. We're going to give Detroit a win here.
2: 5 and 9, and then they travel to Denver. Oh, we're going to give them another
1: win. We're feeling generous here.
2: There you go. Six and nine. And uh, they finish up against
1: the, the Packers at home. Which they lose.
2: Yeah. So there you go. So the bet is under ten. six
1: and a half. Mm-hmm. This is it, it, a brutal schedule for them. <laughs> it's a brutal schedule for them. No doubt. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're being seriously generous at six, and yet Vegas thinks they're mm-hmm. going to go over, you know, get to seven. Man, yeah. I just man, I I don't see it, guys. I'm not sure what they see that they're knowing that we don't. I hate that thought.
2: <laughs> yeah, Vegas has an uncanny way of of knowing things that we don't. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of with you. I I don't see this.
1: Well, it's going to be interesting, and that's a good thing about it. We get to watch it play out, but. Right now, I wouldn't bet against. I would not bet on them getting to seven wins.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I'm with you, buddy. All right, so there goes your NFC North. Uh, like we said before, uh, I, I could see three out of these four teams getting hot and maybe taking the division. Uh, do you think that the Bears uh, take much of a? You know, forget about what we just did, but just in general, overall, uh, are the Bears the team to beat here?
1: Well, they are the team to beat just because they they were the one who won it last year. So that's always the team to beat. Um, and, mm-hmm. yeah, until they're dethroned, they are the team to beat. Uh, I think they yeah. have a chance at being beaten, but they are the team to beat.
2: Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so do we want to take another uh, shot at another division? Uh, maybe at the division that we follow. the uh, The NFC
1: East, maybe? Well, if you want, whatever you want to do, uh, you know, it'd be nice if maybe if we talk about some, you know, like uh, MVP type thing, offensive rookie year type thing. Throw some at me.
2: Go ahead. Okay. Throw, throw me some. Um, and yeah,
1: go for, go for it. So here, here's what, what they have so far as regular season MVP. They have Mahomes okay. at plus 600. They have mm-hmm. Luck at plus 900. They have Rodgers at plus 1,000. They have Brady at plus 1,200. They have Breeze at plus twelve hundred. They have Wentz at plus fourteen hundred. They have Baker Mayfield at plus fifteen hundred. Philip Rivers at plus two thousand and Russell Wilson at plus two thousand. They don't even have Watson on the list. How could they not have Watson on that list?
2: Hmm. I think that's a mistake. I think that's uh, a I mistake. think
1: that's absolutely a mistake. Because I'm going to tell you right mm-hmm. now, if I could find Watson as a Regular season MVP. Oh, I got now. him here. And, you know who? And, oh, you know who, well, has you him? Got him. Uh, who has him? I got him. I got him. I'm as sure a, somebody uh, must uh, have him. I agree.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, DraftKings. DraftKings has him at plus three thousand.
1: Wow! I love that bet at plus three thousand. I would mm-hmm. jump all over that and take a shot at that. Again, I, I told you before. I think he has every chance to be the number one. Uh, fantasy quarterback this year if he's the number one fantasy quarterback he has every chance to be the the mvp as well so i love that at at three three thousand one i'll take that shot
2: mm-hmm. yep uh Matty ryan plus
1: 2500 yeah that's another good one the, the problem mm-hmm. with with ryan if you go back and look it's like every odd number year he has a down year and then every po- you mm-hmm. know even number year, he comes bounces back up into the elite tier. So, you know, I'm kind of a little torn on it because if you go by his history, this would be the down year. But at the same right, time, right. they have such a favorable schedule in the fact that they're playing inside of dome so much and on fast tracks so often that it really plays into their strengths. You know, with Julio and Calvin Ridley on the outsides that, you know, I find it hard to, to want to bet against them. I, I think they, right. they do have a good year. I, I think Ryan is definitely in that mix. Didn't they bring back
2: an offensive coordinator that he's very familiar with? That's been an issue with him too, like learning new new
1: offenses, right? Well, yeah, it's definitely you know you have a lot of that going on with with a lot of these guys, and you know I I don't know it's just it's tough to really put too much into a lot of that uh, as as far as you know. Whether it's going to make a huge difference or not, especially with with someone with so many years under his belt, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's absolutely nice to have that kind of guy. But you know, they got rid of Sarkeesian and brought in Cutter. But you know, it's it's not like Cutter is new to them; they've worked together before. The problem I have with Cutter is that Ryan has had. His, his biggest turnover years when playing, you know, with undercutter uh, because gutter mm-hmm. is always, you know, trying to get him to force the ball into Julio all the time, which leads to him making mistakes. So if you look at the years he was undercutter, those were the years he had big interception numbers. Last couple of years under Sarkisian, he didn't have that issue. He, he wasn't turning the ball over as much because he wasn't trying to force everything to Julio Jones.
2: Right, right. That's a good point. That's a, that is a good point. So who, so who are your teams uh, this year? Uh, there, uh, Taz, have you have you made a? Have, do you feel strongly about you know uh, you know two NFC teams and uh, two AFC teams fighting it out in the championship game?
1: Ah, uh, man, I, I have haven't gotten, gotten that fall? all that way yet. No, yeah, I really haven't. Yeah, yeah, gotten yeah. – I, I like the Chargers, and I think I do want the Chargers to get to the Super Bowl. You know, look, Mm -hmm. it's do-or-die time for Phillip Rivers at this point. I think he's a a Mm -hmm. good quarterback. I think he deserves that chance. And I think they have a great team and probably one of the most well-rounded teams in the league. Good offense, good defense, good special teams. You know, and and if nothing else bears down, I I think they could absolutely be in that mix. So, Mm -hmm. um, I like the Chargers a lot. You know, and my gut feeling is I, I like what Cleveland has done I think Cleveland could easily be a team that that stands up and takes notice but at the same time I have this feeling that you know it could all come tearing apart as well because you have so many big egos on that team uh, that mm-hmm, if they're mm-hmm. not playing well out of out of the gate, that could lead to some real big issues. Because it's not only OBJ now. You got Landry there. Who OBJ and Landry are best friends. So if OBJ yes. goes one way, he's going to pull Landry right with him. And then you got a, mm-hmm. a young quarterback who's brash as hell, not afraid to you yes. know say what he what he wants to say. You know you can have that mm-hmm. going back and forth. So they're they're either going to gel and become a playoff team, or they're not going to gel and this team is going to fall apart. Look, a couple of years ago, Philadelphia tried to put together that dream team. On paper, it looked great. They just could never come together as a team and it didn't work out. I could see both range of outcomes here for, for Cleveland. But to me, if I'm picking now, I'm picking the Chargers and I'm picking the Texans as my top two teams in the AFC.
2: Interesting. Okay. So uh, we already talked about De- Deshaun uh, Watson, uh, plus 3,000. Now, when they vote for the MVP, it's is it based on regular season? You, yeah, this is remember? regular season MVP, okay. yes. Okay, yeah, so then uh, Philip Rivers plus 2500 as well, so uh, so yeah, have, definitely uh, no, 3, another one worthy of Carson. a chance,
1: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm, I'm not talking I'm gonna put a thousand dollars on him, but heck, I'll put 20 bucks on him, yeah. and just take the shot yeah, at yeah. that point, yeah, no, I agree, and I
2: like what you said about uh, the uh, Browns, you know, a lot of egos there, and you know, uh, Mayfield. No doubt, very talented quarterback. Probably going to be, you know, one of the best uh, of his of his time. But uh, he is, brash is a, is a very accurate way of uh, talking about what he, he, the way he was handling things with Duke Johnson. What about? Hey, contract.
1: all I'm going to say right now yeah. is the Giants yeah. are 1-0. It's the only time all year we'll get to say that.
2: <laughs> all right, we'll be back with more week of wages. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh.